Welcome to another episode of Scotch and Scripts, the podcast. Cheers to Mina and Diego. Thank you so much for joining me today. Happy to have you guys here. Cheers. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Absolutely. So one of the reasons I wanted to interview you guys and have you on the podcast, you both got your license right around October 2019. So you've been in the business for about a year. And a lot of people are told when they get their real estate license, make sure you have your money saved up because for your first year or two, you're not going to get any business. It's all going to be about learning, but you're not going to make an income. And so a lot of people walk in believing that. And I want you guys on this call because that has not been your reality. You guys have really plugged into the training. You've been working really hard and you've been able to have some success. And so I want to be able to talk about how you did that. Of course, we know it's not overnight, although it appears overnight to some people. It, it's gradually and then suddenly before you know it, you have listings. So I want to take it back to, let's say November 2019, you're a new real estate agent. You walk into the office, not knowing what to expect. And uh, me and I'll start with you. How did you feel being a new real estate agent? Was it completely overwhelming for you? Actually, it's different. No, it was not overwhelming for me. Okay. I was very impressed with the village, Keller Williams Village Square office. Okay. Um, everyone was really nice. And I, the moment I walked in, I knew that that was the office I wanted to be in. You remember the corridor that you walked towards Rasham's office? Yes. Everyone on that wall, all these agents. I am like, wow, they must be doing some work. And somehow I already had that feeling that I want to be here one day. The first day I was like, one day I'm going to be, my pitch is going to be here. That's awesome. I all I visualized that. And then every agent I saw and, you know, anyone talk about their listings, I'm like, how are they getting it? How is it all happening? And it was not overwhelming for me, but it was a mystery. Okay. How are they doing this? They if they are doing it, it's possible. I, I was, and I wanted to learn how do they do it. I knew for sure there was a system. So yeah, uh, I, I looked at it as a, a, a challenge that I knew I will overcome. Awesome. So one thing I love that you said was you walked in and you saw the wall, our capping wall, everyone who's done at least $5 million of business, you saw that. And instead of saying, I can't do that, you said, I want to see myself on that wall. Like yes. that's, that's something that I want to strive for. And I love that about you, that that was your attitude when you saw that. I told Scott, uh, Scott Stewart was the first person who, you know, I met. Of and I told him that, you know, I'm going to be on that wall one day. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> he's very sweet. He was very nice about it. I knew being a new agent, just talking like that was also a big thing. But I told him that. I, I'm sure he remembers. <laughs> I'm sure he does. And we will see you on that wall and we will celebrate that when it happens for you and for Diego, right? So just know that we're going to celebrate that. Diego, how about you? How was your, what was your feeling, you know, walking into the office? Um, you were a dual career agent, so you had a, something else going and doing real estate. So coming into the real estate office, how did that, how did that make you feel? Man, I, complete opposite of me. Now, I was definitely overwhelmed. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've been working in the restaurant industry since since I can remember, that was my first job that I've had, and I stayed it, stayed in it in that industry ever since. I've been bartending since I was 18 years old. I'm 34 now, um, so that that was my my other um, career was bartending at the time, and uh, it, it like I walked in and I was like, wow, it's real. Like I, I'm going, I'm gonna go through a career change, and, and I don't know what to do. Right. And, you know, um, thankfully, um, I mean, I knew Ryan uh, Sundin mm -hmm. uh, for a long time. I've known him for, you know, over 12 years. So uh, he had been doing really well. He's been very successful. He is very successful at the moment. And um, he invited me to a breakfast club. And uh, breakfast club kind of like, I saw other new agents. I'm like, oh, okay. I I'm not the only one that's worried about this and just you know, kind of smooth things out a little bit more. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's always great to be part of a community where there are other people who feel like you, who are in the same shoes as you, and you guys can grow together and stretch each other. So as a new agent, 
what did you plug into um, that allowed you to learn this business and actually start having some success and really understand what real estate was all about? Um, I'll, me and I'll start with Mina. Oh, okay. Can you repeat that for me, please? Yes, of course, Mina. So, so Mina, I'm kind of curious to know, like when you first started, we have so many classes and that's a good thing about our office at Keller Williams. We have so much training that you can plug into. Um, what are some of the things that you plugged into early on that really helped you understand what your job was and what you needed to be doing to be successful? So when I walked in, um, when I joined Keller Williams, that was in November, I saw that we had the bold program going on, mm -hmm. which I, I definitely knew that there was some stuff that I need to learn. And I, I was on it. I was on the calendar. I'm, I wanted to make sure I take as many programs as I could. Uh, Scott told me that bold was too early on for me. Um, I did start the coaching program that Keller Williams offers. Right. At the same time, I loved Hal Ben's classes. Mm -hmm. They were awesome. I okay. followed him. I followed him to the Rutherford office. And that time we were not on Zoom. So uh, I would go to Fort Lee for Ignite. That also helped me meet new agents. A lot of new, I mean, I met a lot of agents who were on new on board or have been, had been working. Okay. So I, I got connected and which was a great feeling. Now I know so many people already. Gotcha. Um, I, I would, I would sit there, uh, hell, you know, he's, he's an amazing coach and he talks about everything. And, and then at that point it gets overwhelming because there's too much information coming in. One thing that, and then I also, you know, I sitting there, I was feeling that, what am I doing? Am I, I'm, I'm just learning. I need to work. I need to make money. I'm just spending right now. But, uh, in one of the classes, he said that, real estate curve is it's going to go flat and then all of a sudden it's going to go up. I trust, I trust you, David. I trust hell. You know, when I'm sitting in that class, I trust everything that you guys say. And I was like, okay, so, you know, I'll wait for that curve to go up and look, you know, it happened. I mean, I, I did not imagine it would happen that soon. I followed the systems. I followed what you guys said and I was kind of doing it, doing it. Um, I was never a social person, never on social media. I started opening up. I would have been a secret agent, but I started uh, from, you know, from my coaches. I started yeah. talking to people about it. And, uh, and then uh, I went to India in December, came back in January, again, continued with Ignite. And uh, March, I did the PUSH program. Mm -hmm where I remember, I, I'm a good student, I would say, <laughs> I follow. If you tell me to do this, yes. I will do it. I won't think that, uh, okay, you know, maybe this won't work, this will work. You are saying this because you believe in it and you've seen it, you've seen the results. I'll blindly follow that. And that's what I did. I remember first push class, first day, you were like, make those phone calls. I was all in sweat, all red. And my hands are shivering and I make this first phone call in Rutherford, in my town. And oh my God, <laughs> you told me the whole point of push was don't hang up, get the preview, get the preview. He hung up on me and I don't know what happened. I called him again. I'm like, let me come and see the house. And you know what? He gave me the preview. That was my very first preview. And what he told me, I'm giving it to you because you did not give up so right there uh and i if you remember i told you as soon yeah. as you hung up that, that that was a great experience obviously i didn't get that listing but that was a start and i have been i believe in the systems i believe in you i'm doing what you guys are telling me to do and the results are there well, you learned a very, very valuable lesson from that seller because what they're looking for is they're looking for a salesperson, someone who's not just going to be out yeah. script, someone who's not going to get hung up on and go away. Yeah. You didn't give up. And a seller is going to want someone like that to represent their home. They want someone who's not going to give up, who's going to push and get their home sold. So you've learned some valuable things. The most important thing you do, though, is you get the knowledge and you're implementing. 
there's one thing to just sit in class and take notes and keep learning and learning. If you don't take that and execute, um, you're not going to learn. And so same question to you, Diego, what, what really got you going? What, what training, what got you out there to uh, start creating business opportunities for yourself? Well, um, when I first joined um, KWVSR, um, literally within maybe four days or something, you were starting uh, push uh, push 2.0. Uh, so that that was literally a few days after I had joined, and um, and Ryan said to me, he's like, "Hey, David Ranney's about to start a program. If you listen to anything I say, join that program and listen to everything that he says, because that he is the one that mentored me and built me to what I am today." I said, "All right, cool." So I, I went, I, I sat there and you said, all right, this, uh, you know, you did your thing for the first, I think it was half hour, 15 minutes. If you want right. to take this class, you know, stay, if you don't, you know, go ahead. And at that point, it wasn't even part of coaching uh, like it is now, which, you mm-hmm. know, all, all the new agents should feel very blessed that this great program is part of coaching. Um, and so that was my first uh, class, really. Right. Uh, for, for real estate. And it was the listing presentation. <laughs> I love, um, that though. love it. Because listen, man, you, most people went through the prospecting part first and you came in and went through the listing presentation part first. And what I realized by watching you do that is that when it was time for you to prospect, you didn't have that fear of, well, what if they say, come meet with me? you knew if they said, come meet with me, you knew how to handle that. You knew the listing presentation. So it, it almost gives you more confidence by doing it that way. You're absolutely right. Because right. even like once I started making phone calls, I didn't think that <laughs> in my head, I'm like, give me an appointment. Give me an appointment. I want to go test myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And Mina, I have to ask you because there are so many people who've gone through push and there's so many people who've met with Hal and gone through other types of training programs like bold. And yet we know Pareto's rule, the 80, 20 rule, right? 20% of the agents actually make uh, 80% of the income. Mm-hmm. What, what is it about you that has allowed you to start in November, take push in March and here we sit, you have how many listings currently? Eight. Eight. With probably one more on the way knowing you. You got something in the pipeline where you will have your ninth one next week. Am I correct? Oh, hopefully. Yeah. I have two appointments. What is that? Like what what allowed you to just get out there and, and make it happen like you have? Because everyone has the same opportunities. What do you think you did to create that opportunity for yourself? I listen, David. I, I listened to you when you were saying um I feel I'm, I see every, every opportunity, every, every transaction as an opportunity. If I did not get the listing, I learned from it. And I listened to you. Um, I, there have been hard times and you know about it mm-hmm. when, you know, I've, but nothing has really put me, you know, crushed me to a level that I'll, I'll leave it and I'll just go in my own zone. It's for a day and I come back. Mm-hmm. I think that you have bold all the coaches. Everyone is saying the same thing, lead gen. And when you lead gen and when you have things in your pipeline, it's different. It's like the domino effect. Yes. I did, uh, I have eight listings, but two of them, the sellers are really stubborn. They don't want to uh, do any price reduction. I got them offers. It's not that I could not get them offers, but you know, they were, um, they were strong. Like, you know, they wanted a certain number and, and now I'm fine. You know, I, I'm going to have them a meeting with them, a tough one this weekend. Mm-hmm. If they don't agree on a price reduction. I'm willing to walk away or whatever, you know, they want to, because I have stuffed. I, and I want to use that time. Yeah. And I know now that if I continue lead genning, I'll have more business. I want to find the motivated sellers only. Yes. I want to work because it's so easy working with them. They, and my first listing, I did not listen to you. I got, it was not a motivated seller. Uh, my listing was at 4% and 
and she was my toughest seller. She yep. is. Yeah. Versus somebody who's giving me 5%, 6% are such easy sellers. They, they are coachable. So I'm just like, I'm following your, I'm following what you're saying and yep. I'm applying, I'm implementing it. That's all I'm doing. It's, I'm not, uh, maybe I'm hardworking. That's helping me. Mm-hmm. I can think out of the box. That's why I have two deals under contract, which is, which were not even on the market, but I can, I'm, I feel I'm a real estate match, matchmaker. Uh, just, yesterday, just yesterday, one of my, uh, the seller in Little Fairy, he's a, he's a real estate agent. And he, he told me, I have trust in you because if you can get my listing, I'm an agent and you got my listing. You can do anything. I'm like, I really appreciate that. But yes, I'm going to, and I did, uh, I did negotiate. I, I'm discovering myself, David, and yes. with the training, the negotiations, and I got the number he wanted, which, which gives me that confidence again. And then I'm back again. I call it hunting. I really hunt for motivated sellers. And when I say that to myself and I'm in that mindset, anybody who's not motivated, I don't care. You know, I'll leave them. I just want to work with the motivated ones. It's fun. I, I, I see this as fun. There are systems in place. Everything is in place. Just don't let yourself down with, you know, unmotivated people because there are people who need you. There are people who need you. And one thing I always say, and I'll go to you next, Diego, we lead generate so we don't have to tolerate. And yes. it's just what you said. The people who aren't motivated, okay, see you later. There are plenty of people who are, and my job is to hunt and go find the motivated people. And when you find motivated people, not only will they price it correctly and pay you your fair commission, they will you will get the deal closed because they will price it correctly because of the motivation. So I love to hear you say that you hunt. I love to hear you say that you lead generate because you do that. You don't have to tolerate people who are not motivated. And these sellers that you have, if they're not willing to price their property correctly, you can say bye to them because you know you're going to replace them with someone else. So you're not tied to the outcome. Um, Same question for you, Diego. I kind of want to know, you know, with you starting off, you know, getting what got you going your first deal? What, what, what was it that actually got you out there creating opportunities for yourself? Um, so in all reality, I have, um, I've lived in many places here in New Jersey, right? And I have a huge, huge personal circle, right? My sphere is very big. The other day I was, you know, following the D2, D2 uh, from uh, Bold and <laughs> I couldn't even finish my AIDS wow. in like two hours. <laughs> That's a lot. I have, yeah, an insane amount of, of numbers. And before I used to be like, why do I have all these people's phone numbers? And then once I started real estate, I was like, wow, now I could use everybody's number mm-hmm. so that's how i started you know i i uh, i was still working at the bar and i would mm-hmm. let all my bar regulars know what i was doing and things like that um my first listing which actually didn't even make it to the market because uh she decided not to sell um so that that experience was cool um she was a, a bar regular and um she was an expired and wanted to go Facebook. and i went and did my listing presentation she loved it and we were right, getting ready to list. And then that was like literally right before COVID. And then she's like, you know what, Diego, I'm not going to sell. I'm going to stay here for a few more years. Fine. Uh, it's okay. You know, I still keep in touch with her um, every now and then because you shouldn't, you know, you should always keep in touch with everybody that you speak with and have spoken with about real estate. Even the ones that you haven't, you will speak to them about real estate. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of sphere, honestly, uh, like, um, you know, like you told me once, uh, you're like, Diego, you're getting all this business from, from your sphere. Like you should hone on that. Uh, you know, you can call Facebooks and expires all, all you want. However, this is what's working for you. Like definitely hone on that. And, you know, I don't forget about my expires and Facebooks either, because it's definitely a, a very important part of of this business and you, like Mina said, prospecting and, and just lead genning is everything in this business. And, you know, 
same thing. If they're not motivated, just let them go because they're not worth your time. You're going to spend way too much time for somebody that is going to be very hard to work with in the long run. Yeah. Instead, all that time and effort and energy, you could spend it elsewhere where it, it'll be high leverage and make more money. Makes a lot of sense to me, Diego. Um, you know, a lot of times I, I look at agents and it seems like they're starting this business and they have a lot of bad habits that don't serve them well being business owners. We own a business. This is not our job. This is our business. And, and me and I, I'd be curious to know from you, um, you have any bad habits when it comes to running your real estate business that you want to admit to? <laughs> yes, I do. I need to protect my time mm. more. I think I, I'm going to work on that. Um, I'm going to work on systems. And I like before we go to that question, I did want to mention two more yes. things that, you know, number one, we said that Diego and I, uh, me are different. I came into real estate. I took coaching and I went slowly from prospecting to, I took my class for listing presentation. He knew listing presentation upfront. I also believed in you guys when you guys said that just bring somebody on, which I was open to. Mm-hmm. My first few listings, I got somebody on, I learned the systems. So which I really want to open it up to new agents that don't be scared to lead gen. I would suggest lead gen from day one. If you get a listing, bring somebody on, share it and learn because I did that thrice. And from that, I found that, you know, I can work very well with one of them, Jason. And he, he did mention that I have, I'm supposed to talk about <laughs> how I learned things from him. Yes, he has good systems. Yes. Jason, so I'm going to brag about you that he taught me to protect my time. Yes. And he also teaches me the systems. That's, that's why, you know, we go well. Uh, but, you know, if I had not shared my listing with him, I wouldn't have discovered that. And eventually it's going to help me make, make me a better real estate agent. So I definitely would say no harm in sharing your, splitting your commission upfront for the first deal to learn. I love that. I love that. Uh, That was one thing that I really wanted to talk about. Well, I just want to back up a little bit because you said protecting your time was a bad habit. And so one of the laws that we learned in bold, it's not about selling real estate. It's about following a schedule and having things time blocked, right? I mean, that's so important, especially now during COVID where you're running a business from home. You know, a lot of us have kids that are doing schooling from home or spouses working from home. We really have to be regimented and time blocked. And so if you could give one piece of an advice towards a new agent around protecting their time, what would that one piece of advice be? Uh, just 15 minutes night before mm-hmm. plan your time, day, the following day, and put it on a piece of paper because that, that has really helped me. I never did that. And it's so important that when you have it on the piece of paper, when you have your meetings, when you have your appointments, you can re- reshuffle it. And, make, and on a piece of paper, you can see that you are giving so much time to your family and you can balance your life. At the same time, you need somebody who can hold you accountable for that. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, I, I did the accountability with you, uh, with D- you, David, and that really helped me put that habit in place where I, I was doing it. I was not doing it as well, but still doing it a little bit did help me plan my day. That's great. That's a good, very good piece of advice, um, Nina, about taking time the day before and planning out your day. So when you start, you already have it written down, you know what you need to focus on versus sitting down at your desk and it's all unorganized and you're working to figure out your day the night before, take 15 minutes, plan everything out and then attack. Yes. Awesome. That's awesome. Diego, tell me a bad habit that you have when it comes to your real estate business. <laughs> He's like, Ooh, let me get ready. <laughs> well, time blocking was definitely uh, one of them. And I, I'm still getting better, you know, uh, week, week by week, uh, uh, time blocking and uh, learning how to literally time block everything from, you know, I started doing it now from the time that I wake up, that, you know, I exercise, 
eat breakfast, separate a few times, uh, some time for my family. Um, at the beginning, it, it was definitely a, a challenge uh, for me because uh, especially with family and everything, um, my uh, wife wasn't too happy with me investing so much time in real estate and, you know, this and that. And it was definitely hard. Um, so it's definitely a learning experience, uh, time blocking. And it's, I can see how important it is uh, to time block. And, you know, like you guys say, just respect your time, respect your lead gen time, respect your family time, and just really stick by your schedule. I could see how important it is. So that's one of the bad habits that I am working on getting better in, right. better at. Um, also, I used to be a big procrastinator. Mm. I used to be a big procrastinator um, and uh, that has definitely stopped. Uh, I mean, since, I'm not gonna say since I started real estate because at the beginning I would say, ah, it's okay, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. And then later comes by and you have 50 million things to do and you don't even know which one to do first. Yes, yes. You know, so a couple of things that I hear you saying and it's, and it's all so true, the time blocking is that. You went away for a little bit. Yes, yes, we didn't we hear said you. also true. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, so let me just do this so I know to edit. Um, it's also true what you guys say about time blocking. And so the training I had told me when I'm doing my calendar, put the family on first. Any activities, so I have two daughters. Volleyball games I want to go to, date night with my wife, whatever it is for family goes on first. Then there's my time. You know, I used to take Friday afternoons and go see a movie. Nobody knew that, even my wife. It was just on my calendar as a meeting. However, that was my time. And then any training that I wanted to go to was on that calendar. And then time for business, lead gen, role play, appointments. And so you make time for your family by putting them first and then respecting that schedule. It's just like we're professionals, just like your lawyer, your dentist, your doctor. You can't call them today and say, I'm coming in today at five. They're going to say, no, you're not. Here's when you can come in. And we have to learn that in our business, we need to have standards in our business. And so what are some of the standards that you have that are non-negotiable in your business that you think new agents or agents in general should have? For me, it was protecting my schedule, protecting the time for me not taking overpriced listings, not reducing my commission. Like what are some standards that you have for yourself and your business? I'll start with uh, Mina on that one. I have decided I'm never going to take an overpriced listing and 4% commission, never. <laughs> hold, on, hold on a second. I have to drink to that. Cheers, cheers to that one. I got to drink to that. Yeah. If, if you know, Obviously, overpriced by a few thousand dollars with a price change. If I see that the seller is coachable, mm -hmm. I'll go for it. But, you know, if I see that he's not coachable, I'm just not going to take the listing for the sake of taking the listing. Good. And 4%, a big no. That's not worth my time. Okay. You know your worth. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Diego, how about you? What are some standards that you have? either create it for your business or standards that you know you need to create for your business? Um, same thing. I mean, not taking any overpriced listings because first, you just know they're not going to sell. Right. Uh, it'll be a big waste of time and money and effort. Um, and not negotiate. My commission is also not negotiable. I, I actually lost on a listing because I wouldn't lower it to 5%. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I uh, called uh, the seller and asked for some feedback on what what I could do better to um, you know, for next time, and he said, you need to get better at negotiating uh, your commission. I said, oh, really? So you think by me lowering my commission to you, it are better negotiating skills? And then I just stayed quiet and he's like, uh, well, that's just not the money that we wanted to pay. I'm like, okay, but you're talking about negotiation. How are you going to feel when this person that you just talked down to 5%, how are you going to feel about them negotiating on your behalf with the sale of your most valuable asset? 
Mm. And then he's like, well, that's just the price that we wanted to pay. I said, okay, fine. You know, uh, it's okay. I'm still going to keep in touch and I'm, I'm always here. Call me if you have any questions, although we can't speak about your listing because you already have a, uh, somebody representing you. If you have any other questions, because uh, he's got other properties in uh, different states and actually in Colombia as well. Okay. And told him I would help him sell that too. So, um, so yeah, it's still keep in touch. And when it expires, I'm going to go get that listing. Of course you will. And as you said, when it expires, because you know, a lot of times an agent that will take a lower commission is also probably not defending the price and they're taking the overpriced listing as well. So those are two standards that you really should have in your business. No overpriced listings and don't discount your commission. Yep. Lead generate um, so you don't have to tolerate that. The only reason you have to take an overpriced listing or lower your commission is because you don't have anything else going on and you feel pressure to have some activity. If you had a pipeline of other people that you knew were going to list their home, you would be able to walk away knowing there's still some opportunity out there for you. So lead, lead generating is extremely important. So I'm glad to hear, hear you guys both say that. Yeah, I also want to speak about another um, another one that even though I know listings is the name of the game, mm -hmm. however, you know, buyers are also part of this game and a big part of this business. And uh, one of my big things is I don't work with a buyer that doesn't sign an agreement with me. And you go out, you know, with someone that doesn't sign an agreement, they go out with another agent and another agent, and you don't even know who's going to give you business. So uh, that's, that's another big one for me. That's a good one. That's a good one. So they have to have the signed buyer agreement and also pre-qualification, I'm sure, is another one for you as well. Yeah. So I've been meeting so many new agents lately, and they're asking me, should I be an individual agent or should I join the team? Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Go yes. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I actually, um, when I first joined, uh, when I first started real estate, I uh, reached out to a few agents that, that I know that they've been in the business for a while. Um, some, some of them in teams, some of them not. And I asked the same exact question. Um, one of them told me, uh, you know what, as a new agent, you should join a team because, uh, you're going to get a lot of coaching and, um, and you're not going to have to pay for it. It'll, you know, they're, they're going to coach you. And it, it'll just be best that you learn from all these other people. Um, then I spoke to other agents and they're like, no, you don't really have to. I, I mean, if, if you are, if you invest in yourself and this is what I believe in, and this is why I, I have not joined a team and I will not join a team. Mm -hmm. um, and if you invest in yourself, I mean, you should always invest in yourself for, for your own growth as a professional and as a person. Uh, that's one of my big things as well. So if you invest in yourself, for example, like taking classes like push, like ignite with Hal Benz and taking advantage of all these classes, especially in our office, that there's so many classes, um, and then reading books, reading lots of these things. I mean, paying for coaching is also, I, I'm, I'm going to do that as well. I'm paying for it now with Keller Williams, but mm. as soon as that's over, I'm also going to, uh, hire a coach because it's important. You, you need a coach, you know, people that are in the gym, hire a personal trainer um, and all the professional athletes, they've been playing game, you know, basketball, football, baseball, everything for many years, they're professional and they have coaches they have coaches and then they have coaches after that. And then they have other coaches. So it's uh, definitely very important in, in growth. Uh, therefore I, I don't like the idea of joining a team and that's just a personal preference. Mm -hmm. I don't see that there's anything wrong with it, but me, myself, uh, I just don't like the idea of working for someone when uh, this, the, one of the reasons why I started this career is because I wanted to work for myself. You wanted to work for yourself. Okay. And Diego, I love the fact that you said hiring a coach and Mina, typically the reason someone hires a coach is because of the accountability that comes with that. Um, how do you hold yourself accountable or who holds you accountable to make sure that you are making the calls and keeping certain standards up in your business? How do you work on your accountability? Um, right now, um, I have a few people who are holding me accountable. Mm -hmm. uh, you always need someone and someone who's going to holding accountable is not just reminding you of something, but you know, when you see that person calling you, you, you need to feel 
if you've not done it, then you have to feel scared. And if you've done it, then you have to feel the excitement to share. So yeah. you need the right person to hold. I, I could not let a friend of mine hold me account, accountable or my husband hold me accountable because it's, it's not going to mean anything. You need to find that right person to hold you accountable. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It needs to be someone that you respect so much that you don't want to let them down. Yes. Right? So, and it's huge because in this business, one of my biggest frustrations, I have been in coaching for a number of years and I would meet with my coach and we would set up this goal for the week. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then the following week we get together and I didn't do X, Y, and Z. But what I didn't like about that coaching arrangement is that he never said, why did you choose not to do that? And what kept you from doing that? And what are you going to do moving forward to make sure that we don't have the same conversation next week? You need someone who's not going to just say, oh, it's okay. I get it. Do it next time. Because in this business, these things that you're setting up to do are what's going to allow you to get the activity and get the listings and make the money. And you need someone that is going to hold you accountable to do the things that you say that you're going to do. It's huge. It's so important. Yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Diego? Anyone holding you accountable? Man, this is why I told you I'm getting a coach. <laughs> I had Diego, I had uh, David hold me accountable. <laughs> oh my God. I'm telling you. I did let him down, but I, I'm trying to start again. Yes. Yeah. You know, for a while. Don't, this... don't say that you let me down. But, you know, it's just a matter of we really just have to make a commitment to ourselves. And I think one thing we don't do, we make commitments, like I make commitments to my wife and I make commitments to my daughters and I make commits, commitments to people that I'm coaching. And then I look at my, my life and I'm like, oh, I didn't work out today. I need to make a commitment to me. And I think that's also the biggest thing with um, being an agent, whether you're new or a veteran, make commitments to yourself. And it's a non-negotiable. You have to keep those commitments. It's an integrity thing. This is what I look at to kind of keep myself accountable. Just, just me personally, mm -hmm. my, um, my board, my, oh, I can't see it with my, with my back. Oh, yeah, with your virtual background. I can't, yeah. can't see it. You got to take that out. Unfortunately. While he takes that out, I have one thing to share uh, about joining teams. Yes. I mean, to anybody uh, who's think, I, this is how I thought of it. I'm new to real estate. I'm, I'm learning. Obviously, I have that feeling. The, uh, oh, Diego, we see that. <laughs> but then it went back again. That, that was nice. Wait, let me go back. Yeah, go back and then, Mina, I want you to finish your thoughts. So, Diego, I saw your board. I saw your picture. See your family. So the first time when I got my pictures taken for my business card, that's the first thing I did when I got the... That's, that, that's me capping. <laughs> oh nice in the nice. red frame yeah i put yeah. it over somebody else's picture i'm sorry i don't know who that was but i put my picture over you it's okay <laughs> that's and, nice uh, that's you know just some some scripts and things like that and uh i think it's a it's a it's a good thing to have a productivity board to uh, kind of hold yourself accountable for things and uh just uh, always um be looking at that while you're lead genning Yes. I think that's important as well. So the times that you feel like giving up and you're frustrated because you're not getting the phone calls, you're not getting the appointments, you look at that board and you remember, this is what I'm doing it for. And so I'm going to keep pushing through until I get that person on the phone, until I book that appointment, until I get that listing. It's, it's, it's extremely important. Mina, you were saying something, so we, I want to go back to about, you. About the team, yeah. About the I, team. I saw it like this, that, you know, at, at this point, I'm nervous. I'm, um, why would I want to join a team? Because I need that support. I, I would feel more secure. But at any point the day I decide to leave the team, I'll be at square one. Mm. You know, with the same feeling out in the world by myself. Rather, if I'm going to be spending that time in real estate, and like Diego said, invest in myself, then try it on my own first. And if, you know, I can do it on my own, then maybe I can create my own team one day. That's exactly it. That's how I saw it. And that's how I feel about it. Well, here's one thing I want to say to the both of you. 
you can you can do whatever you want in this business. Yes. The, the, the world the, is, the world is yours. That's the best part, right? If you I mean, look at look at me just as an example. I started off um buying properties for myself and then that, that turned into me getting my license and helping other people buy properties. That turned into me becoming a listing agent. That turned into me starting the push program and then thinking, okay, I don't want to do sales anymore. I want to help Mina and Diego go out and do sales. And so that turned into a class that I was offering that turned into something that the office is offering. So whatever you want to do and accomplish, you can do. It's a matter of every day when you wake up, we make a choice. And how are we choosing to show up? And if you make a choice and you choose to show up and be your best self and understand that you got a vision board with all the things that are truly important to you and you're working to hit those goals, you can create a team. Because Mina, you might say, I love real estate and I love negotiating contracts, but showing properties, I don't need to go show properties. And so I'm gonna hire a showing assistant. Let them show everybody houses when they find the one house that's right for them. They come to me, I negotiate it, and we get it through to closing, right? Diego, you might find that you like getting on the phone and booking the appointments, but you don't necessarily enjoy managing the listings. So you have somebody on your team and they run with those listings and manage it, and you just become a rainmaker that's booking appointments. Whatever it is, we, we can do. We just need to determine what do we like about this business and what are some things that we can leverage out and start finding opportunities to leverage out, right? Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Yes. Sky's the limit with this. And I, I mean, I know we're running out of time, but I wanted to share about the two uh, under contracts I have. Please. Um, so initially, I was just making all these phone calls in, to Fizzbos. That was during quarantine, March, April, when a lot of people, my friends, family, everyone's like, don't make these phone calls. You're, you're harassing. You're not going to end up anywhere. You know? It's okay, just take it easy. And I, I believed in you. I was, I was, you know, I did push. I was making these phone calls and I was at a point I did not have any, even today, I don't have a dialer. I just make these phone calls from Zillow. I knew Zillow by heart, what was coming up. And uh, there was this lady that I was in touch with. Her cousin was gonna list her house. I did not get the listing. Her cousin was stuck in Europe because of COVID. He came back, he listed the property. I still would call her. Hey, what's going on? Okay, I see that it's listed. I'll, I'll make sure I, if I come across a bar, I'll bring. She told me about her investment property that she wanted to sell, which was off market. And I found a buyer for that. So I'm getting the buyer's side. She didn't list that with me, but, but I'm under contract for that. Awesome. So anything can happen, you know, it's just about connecting. And then there was another FISBO that I did not get to list with. I still kept a good repo and I found buyers for them from an open house. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's the best part. And the, the, my listing in Little Ferry, who's a real estate agent, he had listed it on NGMLS. I took my buyers there. We went under attorney review. My buyers backed off. I still kept a good rapport with that agent. And I saw that he was not marketing it right. So I proposed to him that give it to me, I'll market it for you. And I got the listing. So it's, it's I mean, that's what I love about this business that every, it could be, it has so many different, you know, you, you could do anything, just think right. out of the box and it could be anything. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited. I, I love that. I love that. And I definitely want to respect the time that you guys are giving me. Can you drop a couple nuggets? I'll start with you, Diego, for someone who's new to real estate. If there was anything you could share with them to encourage them, or, you know, if there was training you felt like they should be taking or things they should be doing or books they should be reading, if there's anything you would want to share with a new agent, uh, what would it be? Um, Definitely some training. I mean, your push program is great. I've taken it four times. Uh, it's amazing. Um, definitely uh, do that if they're in our office, especially take advantage that it's for free. I, I actually paid for it the first time as a new agent, and, you know, just a few weeks and now you guys get it for free. Well, take advantage of that um, and read some books uh, like 
some books that you can really um, learn from. Um, I'm reading uh, the Hoss Pratt Listing Boss right now, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Um, Miracle Morning is also good. So, and, and it, you know, like me and I was talking like the night before, taking your 15 minutes to write everything out that you need to do the next day. That's a great book. I mean, definitely reading books, but most important, after taking all the classes, you can read all the classes, take all the classes, read all the books that you want, but you need to implement. Yes. If you do not implement, you're just wasting your time and money and everything. So a nugget is everything that you learn, become a master implementer. You learn, you implement it literally the next day, the next day, implement it. Great advice, man. Thank you so much for that. And Mina, same, same question for you. If you could give nuggets to some of the newer agents that are out there listening to this, what encouragement, what classes should they take, what books should they be reading, what should they be plugged into in order to be successful? Class, again, push for, I swear by it, uh, I've taken it five times and I'm going to, I'm going to be that, like Heza says, I'm going to be that student who never graduates, David. I'm here <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> yes, I had to mention her as well. She's a very big part of this. Yeah, she's special. Yes, she is. <laughs> so, uh, push for sure. I like Helben's Ignite. It's a great class. Mm -hmm. And he does, um, you know, buyer, a class for buyers and sellers that also gives you a good idea about step by step how to, you know, you deal with them. Um, other than that, books i i just read shift and it really changed my perspective i like i loved a shift it has everything and i uh, i follow gary keller i listen to his podcast i listen to your podcast um they keep me in right mindset great and um again diego was right on that you know implement that's really important but remember that you know things won't happen at once but if you are doing the work, if you are talking to one new person about real estate, you are that much better than yesterday. And let's say, for example, you are 1% better than yesterday. By, by the year end, you will be 300% better. I love it. I love it, Mina. So it's so just that you, know, you are improving. Don't yes. get discouraged. Just keep going. Take these baby steps. Um, I think Gary Keller says that or somebody that, you know, we tend to oversee uh, what we can do. You know, we, we always think that, you know, we can do something big in, in a long time, but, you know, we, do, we can do a lot in a short time. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you're saying that, right? It's almost like the same concept, Mina. You, you got a vacation planned and you leave on Sunday. It's how much stuff do you get accomplished that week before you go? It, you can do so much when you have the timeline and, and the deadline there. So you're, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's, here's something I, I have for both of you. You guys, Mina, you walked into the office, you saw the capping wall and you said, I'm gonna be on there. Yeah. Same thing with Diego. He even put his face over somebody else's face and <laughs> the picture, right? He's so committed to, to capping. And so what I wanna say is when you guys cap, I wanna have you guys back on here with another lesson of what you did to make it on that capping wall because that feeling when the first time I capped it was a tremendous mm -hmm. feeling and it was so funny because Sally had a ladder and she walked up on this ladder to put the cap on my head <laughs> because of how tall I am so it's such a memorable moment for me um, because that's something I wanted I wanted that and I said I want to be up on that wall and I, I made it up on that wall and putting that cap on and getting my check at 100%, man, there's nothing like it. So I want to have you guys back on here to celebrate that success when you hit it, because I know it's just a matter of when you hit it. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I'll see you next year. Yes. <laughs> my man. So excited. go ahead, David. No, go ahead. You go ahead, Mina, please. I was really excited. You know, I, um, I'm very ambitious. Uh, like, Patty, I love her interview and I manifest. And, uh, you know, five years down the line, I see myself on Forbes. So this is my first interview, David. <laughs> Looking forward to many more. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And so, you know, I do photography. So when you're on Forbes, I yeah. want you to tell them 
for my cover photo, I want to bring my own personal photographer. And I, I want to take that picture of you kind of like walking into your jet, right? I want, I want that picture. Yes. <laughs> I was about to say, don't forget the private jet. Oh, you can't forget the private jet. I hear Hayes is saying, I'm going to be on me and this jet. And we're going like <laughs> taking trips all over. So I'm, I'm excited for that. And I just want to say, um, I like to wrap up the interview with you guys posing a question to the next person that I interview. And it could be personal, it could be professional, but give me a question that I could give to the next person um, that I interview. And it can be any type of question, personal or professional. What are your uh, plans, like, you know, uh, if you had to describe your career fi in five years, how would that be? So if you had to describe where you see yourself in your business in five years, what, what would that look like? Yeah, I, I would definitely like to know it about some, some agents out there. Okay. Diego, you want to add to that or you want us to stick with me in this question? Um, what, what, what is your big why? And if it's an agent or a person that's that. been an agent that's for a while, what was your, your big why when you started and has it stayed the same? Ooh. I love that. Let's change it. That's my question. No, no. So I'm going to have two. So I'm going to have your question and Diego's question because I love them both. And how, how, how great of a question is that, Diego? Like, are you still working towards that big why? I kind of think of Gary Vaynerchuk. I want to buy the New York Jets. And that's his ultimate big why. He's always working towards that. He does have smaller goals, but that is his big, big why. And so I would be curious to know, have you hit that big why that you started with? And then how have your goals change and now what are you looking to accomplish fantastic questions so i want to say um cheers and thank you to you guys i appreciate your time and i know that there are so many new agents that are just kind of lost and not knowing what they should be doing what classes they should be taking what books they should be reading how to focus on their mindset and time blocking that they will gain some value from hearing from you two and also knowing that you guys implement it and you're having success because you're doing the right things. So thank you so much for, for being on Scotch and Scripts. I really appreciate the time with you guys today. Thank Bye you, David. It's my pleasure. So All right. Thank you.